Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Monday, April 11th in the year 2022. And it's going to be a busy week and I think a busy month, the way things are lining up. Lots of stuff is starting to cascade. You can't stop the flow of information once it begins, and it's going to be pretty exciting. Make sure and get good sleep to do that. Make sure you get the good products to sleep with, and MyPillow offers some of those best products out there. You can go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to get some fantastic savings. MyPillow Classic down as low as 1998. Giza cotton sheets down 60% off. You have mattresses, mattress toppers. You have all sorts of fantastic products there to help you sleep better. And the sleep is one of the most important things we can have to keep a strong immune system and keep active in this fight. And even better is your dollars go to a company that truly is a type of company we need more of in this nation. Mike Lindell is a patriot, a fighter for liberty, and a man that carries Christ in his heart. And his company operates under that umbrella and that functioning way. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. You can also use your promo code on the My Store site, the FrankSpeech.com site, in addition to the MyPillow site. All sorts of savings across all those platforms. And if you want to speak to somebody in real life, like a real person, you can call and and talk to a Patriot Pillow Counselor at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Use your promo code BARDS, and they'll hook you right up. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, promo code BARDS. I've been using these products for almost a year. I can't, I can't rave enough about them. Quality is high, savings are great, and your dollars are literally going to empower and continue to promote a company that is the type of companies we want more of. So check it out as soon as you can. All right, Patriots. So we've got some stuff to go over. Some crazy stuff happening all over. I'm going to read this Intel flash from Health Ranger, which is Mike Adams. It's very interesting because there's components of this that I've been tracking now for a bit of time. And I there may be some truth to this. Either way, something things like this are starting to happen. So, But here it is. It says, Intel Flash. This was posted today at 925 a.m. In the next two weeks, you're going to see POW videos, that's prisoner of war videos, coming out of Russia showing high-level American, French, and NATO military officials who have been captured by Russian in, by Russia in eastern Ukraine. These POWs will admit to running illegal interrogation and torture campaigns that will that they carried out with the Ukraine government. They will serve as proof that NATO was running a proxy war against Russia using Ukraine as the staging ground. It will also show that NATO officials were tightly coordinated with actual Nazis who sought to carry out ethnic genocide against the Russian people via genetically targeted bioweapons and their release. Ultimately, the bioweapons funding will be tracked back to the Biden family, and of course that means it's also coming from our taxpayer dollars. So my guess is there's probably some real truth to this, at least at some degree. I It's difficult. When, you're, when they're doing... F- Intel forecasting, and it's a, always a difficult space. Mike Adams has been right a number of times. There's been other times that his intel hasn't 
manifested the way he's anticipated. I don't fault him for that. He has very good resources. So I, I say it that way. So don't take this as absolute fact. But it's definitely something to keep our eyes on because I think that we're heading into something now when we start looking at the pieces coming together. There is an, there is an emerging reality. There was a missile attack that was blamed on Russia that hit civilians. The Russians came out and countered it and showed that it was, yeah, it was false. The minute that happened, the entire headlines in all of the papers in the UK changed to the queen getting COVID. So you can see that they're, they're lying. We know that. Most of this stuff coming out pro-Ukraine is a complete psyop, 100% psyop. Most of it's being generated by black hat or black elements within the CIA and other nefarious agencies and private agencies themselves from ad agencies, and, and it is ad agencies, to create film look products. That's one thing to be very suspect of. If you see a high-quality film look product, Pay attention to camera angles. Pay attention to lighting. Most of it's staged, and it's staged intentionally to try to get you emotionally hyped up and to push this narrative. I always look at it like this. If the media is supporting Ukraine, then it means we shouldn't. If the media is supporting anything, it probably means we shouldn't until we see a complete gutting of the U.S. journalist cadre because pretty much every one of them are PSYOP agents to begin with. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. It's time for us to bring some spiritual warfare down. So let's pray. Father, we come to you today on our normal time each day, 1-11 in the afternoon. Always keeping in mind Ephesians 1-11. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And so, Father, we come to you very humbly today, humbled by all that you've given and all that you continue to provide in terms of wisdom and all that we need. That As we walk this path in the true trust of you, you continue to reveal and show us not only the truth of this world, but guide us to these places where we will find our safety and security, knowing that in a walk with you, no matter how challenging this walk, that ultimately nothing in this world can be used against us and no weapons can be forged against us that will succeed. Lord, we also know that doesn't mean that this walk will be easy. And it doesn't mean this walk will not will be without challenges or perhaps even getting a little roughed up. And so we pray in part today for our strength to dig in hard in that trust in you, knowing that no matter what challenges we face, we shall overcome and that you have us where we each are for this time and this place for such a time as this. Father, we cannot see the full hand of your of what's in play here. We continue to put pieces together to see a bigger picture, but what becomes increasingly evident is that you've placed us in places throughout this world, your children that are listening and following that trust and that love to be prepared for a time that we continue to grow our strength in our love in you and we continue to shine as that metaphorical lamp on the hill for others to see. That we become the guides. We become the counselors. We become the disciples. We become the principal agents of stability within communities that are increasingly becoming destabilized by a system that was engineered 
to subdue us and to enslave us. Father, we know that in this world that there is tremendous amount of pain and suffering going on right now. So we pray for the many. We pray for those souls, whether it's in China where they're being starved to death, whether it's in Yemen where there's millions literally in starvation and dying now, whether it's in Africa, Sudan, Ethiopia, where so much continued starvation and pain and suffering is continuing, whether it's in Australia for the sufferings of lockdowns and a tyrannical government that's been forcing a bioweapon onto its people. We pray for the innocence of those caught in the crossfire of war in Ukraine and pray for whatever it takes to awaken those that are locked into the slumber and deep slumber that it was instrumented by a state that was aligned with the evil doings of fascism, the Kazarian mafia, and even our own government. Lord, we pray for the many that are still locked in the matrix in this country, that continue to worship and believe in the institutions of men. The fallacy of that, we just pray, can be shattered. That We must put our trust in you and not in the institutions of men, and that goes for any political leader, whether it's Biden or Trump or anybody else that we have to start putting our trust back in you first. And we pray for that, Lord, that that awakening can continue to happen and to stir that awakening within each of us. It's a long time that we return back to the principles of how this nation was built, the expectations that we would be sovereign, that we would be engaged, that we would take responsibilities for our life, our lives, not be advocating our responsibilities and our duties of life to agents of other institutions of men. We're here where we are now because we become lazy. We become victims of convenience. We become obsessors of wanting to acquire more material things. Forgive us and forgive our nation for that, Lord. We've arrived here at the horrors of what this world has become. The, The abortions, the child sex trafficking, the destruction to family, the perversions of sexuality. Because as a nation, we've drifted far from the very core of what was intended to be. We have not put you on the throne above all things, and we have not humbled ourselves before you before anything moves. Instead, we've taken action to take burdens of life upon ourselves, to walk down paths as independent people, not connected to you. Forgive us for those trepidations and for those errors. Or Father, this is a nation that has great and promise and a, a wonderful, rich people within it, but it has been... It's been hijacked by a devious and dark element driven by the powers and lures of a satanic order that have promised things that only people that think they're gods would promise and all with devious ends. And all of this would be so easily rectified if we would turn to Jesus and humble ourselves before Christ as to acknowledge the suffering that he went through to free us from our sins. But we know that they, we still have a long ways to go. We are not the bride that Christ is ready to wed. So, Father, we f- please forgive us for these errors and these trepidations. Forgive our many pulpits that have turned their back on the true teachings of Christ and instead have sold their soul to the 30 pieces of silver to promises of the 501c3 and the abdication to the political needs of politicians, pharmaceutical companies, and whatever pays them the most. They have built their churches on the blood of women and children. 
Father, we just pray for your hand to strike these institutions down, to crush them above all, and first, put them first in line, because there cannot be hope for this nation if the worships centers, the church itself is so deeply corrupted. We ask for the eyes of those that do worship that are being misled to be awakened so that they can start seeing the truth and seeing truly that as they are being led to harvest, not for good, but for evil. Let each of those that are preaching from the pulpit that have taken those dark paths be revealed and let the hand of justice fall as it may. It's time, Father, that we awaken the many. We pray for your hand in this justice, and we pray continually for that strength in Christ, the banner under which we fight. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We need to continue to wage a powerful spiritual warfare against our churches. And it gets to a real core to me, as I've given this a lot of thought over the weekend, and I've prayed a lot on it. And really, it's, it's a bit of hypocritical as we are asking for justice to be delivered to a land and justice to be delivered to governance and justice to be delivered to the various evildoers in the world when our own institutions of worship themselves have sold their soul. That can't be anymore. We need to have our churches restored. And to do that, we, the people, we, the people, have to start facing that harsh truth of what it's going to take. We can't sit in pews and accept garbage to be spewed from the pulpit. This is a time when the evil is very present. There needs to be strong positions against this transgender nonsense. There needs to be strong positions against the sins of, of marriage and non-marriage and same-sex marriage. There needs to be a recommitment as a nation. We, we've all made mistakes. We all carry burdens. Now, I'm not saying anybody's imperfect here, but we have to seek repentance and seek justice to restore the church. And that's not just the hand of God. That comes from us as people to do this. I can't tell you how many people and it's a blessing to hear it, but how many people will say things like, I'm finally getting back to Christ, but I left Christ because of my experience in the church. That's a sad statement. And I'm, I love to hear people return to Christ. And I was one of those. I walked away from the church because of its craziness in my own town. We can't have this. Our churches need to be these institutions of solidity and wisdom and foundation. We don't need to define a preacher by patent leather shoes and slicking his hair back. We need people that are real and on the ground and understand the local issues that are going on. We need pastors that are in the community reaching out and doing what they need to do. It's not about keeping the lights on. It's about keeping God's message forward. We need pastors that aren't trying to just build a career and build their wealth. That's not acceptable. And if we're going to continue that path, we can't be looking to God to fix something that we ourselves are not being vocal about. And our churches need to hear that vocal position. They need to hear that we're not going to accept it. Pat Robertson has a net worth of $100 million. 
I mean, that's one of many pastors. I could go Rick Warren, net worth $25 million. Kenneth Copeland, net worth $760 million. T.D. Jakes, net worth $150 million. Look, I'm not about any I'm not against anybody having wealth, okay? I, I'm not. That's not that isn't for me to make a judgment there. But when we start to look at how this is happening in these mega churches that are being built, I'm asking, like, when is enough enough and what are you doing with all that money? What are you doing to help others? If God has blessed you with wealth, then let's use it. And I and if we live that way. God's not asking people to live poor and in poverty, but he's asking us to keep him forward in all things. And when we start to see mass accumulations through the church to turn churches into big businesses, I'm going to question it. Here's a simple challenge. I'll, I'll put it to you. And, and I'll, I'll put it to you. Everybody, if you th- sit down and think about it, every single person can do this. I've done this and I've put it to God. I'm very serious. I mapped out exactly how much I needed to build in a personal wealth category just to be secure comfortably for the rest of my life. And it wasn't that high of a number, by the way. And I had certain parameters within that. To accomplish that, I had to, I put this to God. I said, to accomplish this amount of wealth, I have to be able to tithe this much, and I have to be able to have no debt. And that's how I've chosen to live. I'm not saying I'm all right here, by the way, but I'm just challenging you to think about this as a way forward because if you can go to a pastor or you can go to somebody in your congregation or you can live this way yourself and say, what's your number? They don't have to share it with you, but if they know the number and they put that to God, then everything else is excess and it's about sharing and helping others. It's just a way of looking at a current system that is all based on money. The idea is not to be convicted and attached to the accumulation of wealth. That's the big one. We are here to spread the kingdom. God is going to provide everything we need if we trust in him. So it is essential that we keep that in mind as we go forward, not to become obsessed with money. Hebrews 13, 5, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Powerful reminder for us all. And I don't ever want it to sound like I'm like some, like I've got all this down because I think it's a daily process that we're all walking through. And it's a daily check-in and a daily making sure that everything's okay. But if we put that before God, And our goal is always to make sure that we're using his gifts of whatever he gives us in the way that he wants us to. That's the most critical piece. Then I think we can live well, all of us. Sometimes God will put things on our heart to do things for ourselves. And I will tell you that when that happens, I'm horribly slow at responding to that because I have to check in. I want to make sure that it's not just me telling myself I need something. On the other times, God will tell us to help others, and I think that's something we have to respond to as well, just as, but very quickly. So 
It's just about us evaluating our relationship to the money. Not to have a love of money, but to respect how much of that is coming into us from God. That it's always his gifts and making sure we're stewarding it as he wishes. That's the most important piece. And with that, I, I think that we, that's so transformative in our relationship to the money and to what, how our walk is. But we have to get our churches reformed. I mean, this, this has to stop because this is just a rampant mess that's out here. We need people, we need to get back to the principles of the Black Rub Regiment, which I love, by the way. I think this week I'll do another story on the black robe just so we can remind ourselves of how important they were in the foundation of our country. Real ministry. Ministry that without it we would never have had the Declaration of Independence and we would never have had the beginnings of a nation that put God on the throne above all things. That's how powerful it was. And that's what we need from our pulpits and our pastors once again. So, with that, the challenge is put before each of us. I'll put it here today. Take some time. And it's a serious consideration. What do you really need? God doesn't want you to be poor. He's not asking you to live in poverty. But what do we each really need? And if some of that is you need to relieve yourself of debt, have a conversation with God about that. There's nothing wrong with talking about where we are because we don't always know how we're going to get there. But if we're having that conversation candidly with God, he will guide us if we're trusting in him. And sometimes that walk isn't always comfortable. I'll tell you that right now. It's not always where we want to be, but God will show the way no matter how that goes. So just a challenge to each of us. Keep that in mind. Make sure that we stay away from the love of money and we stay forward with our love of him. So Patriots, hope you have a very blessed day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. We live in an amazing time. I truly mean this. Our prayers are powerful right now. They're being heard. They're making changes and transforming this world because we're living truly closer to him. God will, God will never forsake us. He's always with us. And in the end, God will always win. But the best thing about all that statement is that we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. So, Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion 
that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 